Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back with you guys for another show on the Arsenal Agenda. 9.30am British time every single Monday to Friday, as we say, uh, where we talk about all the latest Arsenal news and info and get your thoughts, of course, in our chat box. I'm joined, as per, by a couple of mates to go through it as well. Joined by Chris. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, Tom. Um, nice to see you back here again and um, looking forward yeah, to getting stuck in. days off. <laughs> yeah, refresh, ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Bailey, how you doing, fellow? You good? Yeah, I'm good as always, Tom. Good as always. Good stuff. Yes, I mean, whilst these guys were slaving away, I was uh, enjoying a, a couple of days in the ether and, uh, you know, recuperating, refreshing, just like Arsenal in an international break, except, you know, without the same sort of suffrage and worrying about injury. I mean, if I get injured, still tap away at the screen and can keep working. But some of that, it's uh, a pleasure to join you as always, guys. Make sure, if you haven't already, to drop a like on today's show and subscribe to the Arsenal if you haven't already and if you are joining us on facebook and twitter hop over to the youtube and check out what's going on there because there's lots of content that doesn't go up on those channels as well so please do tune in and subscribe over there let's kick on though with our first point of discussion now we've got a few topics to talk away but there was some breaking news this morning that i'm going to get the boys thoughts on briefly uh it was announced by arsenal through their official account that arsene wenger will have a new documentary slash film coming out next month uh we've watched bits of the trailer and it seems, you know, it's, it's, it teases what's going to be talked about. No specific details yet. But Bailey, what are your thoughts about yet another uh, documentary about the Arsenal, specifically now Wenger coming out? Yeah, how, it's hard not to be excited. I think uh, seeing something visually rather than written down is always better because you can get a clearer, more idea. And of course, the book left out a lot of information. Hopefully the video clears some of that stuff up, plugs some of the gaps that we didn't get to know. But I'm excited, man. I want to see what Wenger thinks. Just seeing it visually is just a better feeling, really. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Well, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I just watched the trailer before we we came on the the show this morning, and it, it looks quite good. Um, I've got to hold my hands up and admit that even even though I, I brought the 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 autobiography, I still haven't read it. Um, haven't had the time. I know I'm slacking. I'm, 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 I'm slacking. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, but um, I, I haven't heard too many positive things about it. Like as Bailey touched on, then it seems as if Wenger didn't really go into great detail. Who still hasn't revealed everything, and um, I think he mentioned in the book about revealing it and, and touching on it at another time. Mm. So um, maybe. Maybe this uh, this new documentary is going to reveal a bit more. Um, you'd like to to think it, it will. I mean, I'm I'm still interested in in finding out how those final months came about of Ars- Arsene Wenger's Arsenal reign as manager and um, what it was like for him behind the scenes. How did they come to the decision um, and stuff like that? So uh, yeah, uh, it's I think it's out next month, isn't it? So so not mm-hmm. too long to wait. Um, and yeah, looking looking forward to it. 
Absolutely. Uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box. Mark, Alex joining us, Christian uh, and Daniel and so many more of you as well tuning in. Do drop your thoughts and feelings in the comment section throughout the show about the topics we're going to talk about and uh, there'll be plenty of reaction to the Wenger film when it of course does come out. But there are a number of topics that we need to discuss because some people have been talking and specifically uh, a certain Mr Thierry Henry has been having his words on the current situation state of the club just to give you some background in an interview uh, recently he spoke about Arsenal's draw against Brighton and how he felt uh, the club were moving after. He says, I don't know if things are going in the right direction. I watched the Brighton game. Did you watch it? Uh, I've seen us beating Norwich before, winning at Burnley, beating Spurs at home, because we always beat Spurs at home, which was a nice little nod uh, to the rivalry. I was all, I was more than happy when we beat Tottenham as we were on a good run, but I was waiting to see a performance away from home against a team that passes the ball, and instead we suffered. I was waiting to see if the Brighton game uh, would see if we could have the ball and keep the ball and away from home, retaining possession against a dangerous Brighton side. When we used to lose, even after I left the team, it was always said that Arsenal don't have a plan B and that they pass too much for the sake of passing. But I didn't see that from Arsenal in the Brighton match. I saw Brighton do that. Bailey, is Mr Henri right? And should we be worried if we're moving in the right direction? Look, I love Thierry Henry, but that is just too negative, man. I think that's too negative. We're on a good run of form. We haven't lost in four games, but you don't need this negativity, especially from a club legend like Thierry Henry. Also, it doesn't fill you with confidence that Thierry Henry and Daniel Elk are trying to buy the club. And so when they're already criticising Arteta, what would that mean for Arteta? That would just maybe put his job in uh, jeopardy and he might may lose confidence from that. I think Henry needs to be a calm down a little bit. Just calm down, I think. The Brighton game wasn't the greatest of performances, but we've seen a shift of form from the September international break to now we're in October and the teams have really started to improve. And I don't think it's been that bad as Henri was describing it. It almost looked like we lost 3-0 against Brighton or something. We kept a, a tough clean sheet away from home with a Brighton side who are doing very well in the league. So, And yeah, we do have a good record against Tottenham at home, but still, we still embarrassed them. We still beat them. We've struggled in the past sometimes to actually beat them. So Henri was being, I think, over-exaggerated with that one. Chris, do you agree with Bailey? Has is, uh, been a little bit TT been a bit too uh, critical in this one, or does he have a point? Look, I think um, at the end of the day, Thierry is, is just like the rest of us, isn't he? He, he loves Arsenal and um, it's a big part of his life, and he, he wants to see them doing well. Um, and I can I can relate. I'm sure most of us can relate to the disappointment that he, he holds. Um, I think you know it's probably not the best time to come out with the quotes considering and as T Bailey touched on just then we you know we have um had a change in fortune of form we've we've got a couple of wins under our belt performances have been a lot better when you can compare them to the first few games of the season um but at, at the same time Thierry Henry's in this in this relationship um well as we could say this relationship this bidding relationship this takeover relationship with Daniel Ek um and they they're both after the same thing they've obviously teamed up together and and they're looking to to um, you know eventually uh, get somewhere in this takeover bid at Arsenal. Um, so you know we've got to take that into consideration as well. And uh, yeah, I think um, it's just when we're playing better football and performances have been a little bit more encouraging as they have been over the last few weeks. I think it's just important to maybe. Um, be a bit more um, positive um, and uh, give out a bit more praise because, um, you know, w when Arsenal are losing, you know, f f for instance, at the beginning of the season when we're really struggling, we're 
urging Arteta to change things up, to to make improvements for the players to step up. That's ultimately what we want. And really, that's what we have got over the last few weeks. You can't argue that you can't say that things haven't improved because they have. There's still a lot to do and we're not we're not there just yet. You know, we, we play a few good games and then we, we take the foot off the gas against Brighton. Whereas, you know, if we're wanting to compete against the very best this season, push on, they're sort of games we still need to be going there and winning, but it wasn't good enough. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that win against Norwich, Burnley, Tottenham is going to, you know, signal things to come this season. Our fortunes have changed. We're going to be beating every every team around because it's not going to be the case. And there's still a lot of things to work on, but things have improved, albeit slightly. So, you know, I think it's important to try and get behind the players and the manager as much as possible whilst we're enjoying this sort of change in form and, and climbing up the table a little bit. We've got two games in five days coming up, both at home under the lights at the Emirates Stadium. Let's get behind the team and hope we can uh, return to winning ways. It's a big opportunity for us. And then uh, and then we'll see if uh, Thierry Henry's got more of a point after that. Uh, in the chat box, Alex says, Henri letting Arteta know he's waiting for his job. Uh, Light says that he's right, despite him being with Ek. The performances are masking that we haven't really improved. I like the new players we have been integrated into the team, but we are still not attacking properly. I agree with both of you. I, I think that it's a poor timed comment. I mean, I know that it's not as if he searched out this interview and been asked at that specific time, but to not reference the fact that kind of we are unbeaten in four games. Like, I think there was a lot to criticise about the Brighton performance. Like we didn't beat the Brighton press. We weren't able to get out. We couldn't really implement our style of play that we wanted to. Um, but I think the recognition, there wasn't really any recognition of how good Brighton were. He talked about how well they passed, but Brighton have been a really good side this season. They've won some big games. The one, of course, against Leicester away from home, and they they could have gone top of the league a couple of weeks ago had they have won their their game against Crystal Palace. I think it was so. They have been a good side, especially at home, and Arsenal just weren't really able to get out from the back during during that fixture. And to take 10 points from the last 12 and for there to be criticism at the moment, I understand the whole style of play thing, and I want to see that too. But the timing of it seemed a little bit off to me. If we go into the next game against Crystal Palace and say it dropped points there and had another poor performance, then sure, there might be more merit to, to throw some criticism in. But I think it's all about the timing, and it just seemed a little bit off to me. Stephen says, Henri ain't a neutral party. He's sitting there holding X sandwiches in the stands. <laughs> Very harsh from Stephen. Uh, Jonathan says, Brighton defeated City at home near the end of last season. At the moment, they're simply continuing their good run of form. Is it about us haven't been improving or other teams that are improving as well? I think it's a good point. Often, Sometimes I think fans forget to apply the context of, of everybody else around us. There's still tweets you see when we play against Brighton saying we should beat Brighton because it's Brighton. Well, Brighton are actually a decent side. They've got an ever-improving manager. They've got a very decent squad that's making some really good signings last summer as well to it. One of them being Mark Kukurea, who had a brilliant game against us as well. So there's no easy games in the Premier League and we're not entitled to think that we should be winning every single one of them. Uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, another interview conducted by our very own Kaya Karnak, which of course you can check out. He's been speaking to Pam Mertesacker, head of the academy at Arsenal. Link to the piece is in the description. I'm sure it'll be popping up for you guys in the chat box if you're watching live as well. But Kaya spoke to uh, Pam Mertesacker about plenty of things. We're going to focus specifically on his words about Charlie Patino. And if you want to find out more about the interview, of course, you will have to go 
read the article, and we definitely encourage you to do so. Um, but on Patino, Mertesacker said that we want him, which he's doing at the moment, to dominate these 23 games, and as in the under-23s, of course, and expose himself to the first-team friendly games and hopefully to a couple of competitive games. But that's always determined by what's required on the first-team side. But what helps are these games against Swindon and Newport, in which Arsenal came through uh, with a loss and a win so far in their Papa John's Trophy tournament. Uh, he played against Swindon and was one of the best players. And these are the games he needs to dominate and be exposed to to make the next step. We didn't want to go a step ahead of where he was actually at with his progress, which gives a little bit of kind of clarity around maybe why he didn't feature against AFC Wimbledon for Arsenal's senior side in the in the League Cup. But Chris, starting with you, and I'll finish with you, Bailey. Uh, what do you think, Chris, this means for Patino in, in kind of a short-term future? Do you think the earliest we might now be seeing Patino is his next pre-season? Well, I, I think you never say never with this sort of thing, with this this situation. I think if he does continue to impress for the under-23s, as he has been doing, he continues to flourish. You know, he's obviously been trained with the first team every now and then as well. I think Arteta obviously has that that decision to make. He can obviously always go to to Per Mertesacker and and the under twenty threes head coach and just go look. You know we've we've been really impressed with him and uh, we think he's ready for uh, an appearance. Probably going to come in in one of the cup games. You would imagine. Um, and uh, yeah, you know they have that luxury of just sort of playing it by ear, really keeping an eye on his development, seeing how he does do for the under twenty threes, and then um, obviously if he keeps up the 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 fantastic form he's he's been enjoying so far this season then um you know his chances of getting that opportunity with the first team will only get higher so um you know i i i can understand why they're they're um sort of going carefully about it you know he's still young 17 years old he's he's obviously got a lot of learning and developing growing to do as a as a player um and uh, the last thing that obviously anyone at the club would want to do is throw him in too early, you know, especially at the, the age of 17, say, you know, with all the hype surrounding him, Mikel Arteta gave him a chance in the first team and he didn't quite sort of live up to the hype, live up to the standards, then that automatically brings a lot of pressure on his shoulders. So um, we've got to be wary of that. We've got to, to tread carefully. So, um, you know, if it means another season of him developing within the academy and and, and building up as a player and, and improving before we get to see him, <clears throat> excuse me, in the first team next season, maybe pre-season, like you said, Tom, then so be it. We've got to do the right thing. And um, if one thing that is for certain is we've got a, a top talent on our hands and we're lucky to have many top talents on, on our hands within the academy. Um, but um, if we want to see the best out of them, if we want to get the best out of them, if we want them to be happy, if we want them to be comfortable, then we've got to to treat them the right way and, and give them their chances, which they will deserve in the end. We've just got to, it's about finding the right time for that. So um, no, I wouldn't rule out him making a first team appearance before the end of the season, um, especially in the cup games, as I mentioned, or it just has to be an injury and, you know, you never know, he, he might get the, get the nod so we'll have to wait and see but um if if it is waiting until next pre-season for example then uh, it is what it is i can understand that
Bailey, when you look at kind of the situation we find ourselves in with the African Cup of Nations as well, uh, Partey is going to be going, Elneny is going to be going, Xhaka, we don't know about his fitness. Injuries could also happen to other players as well. Do you think the club might be preparing a situation where Patino can be used if we do, say, get so lacking in depth that he needs to come into the team? See, before Shaka's injury, I definitely agree with this. I think they would do this. But I think our midfield without party, Shaka or Nene, I think it's too inexperienced. And bringing Patino into that midfield would just add to the inexperience. I think Sambi Lukonga, Maitland-Niles and Patino won't be right for Patino to come into the squad. I think he'll, when he comes into the first team, he'll need someone next to him in a pivot who's experienced and can tell him what to do. And I don't think Sambi Lukonga or Maitland-Niles can really do that at this moment of time. And I think Freya Patino win would be very harsh during the winter months, during the period where teams are struggling and they need points. And it's a crucial period, I think think where there's a lot of games I don't think it would be the right time to bring Patino in but personally I wouldn't be against it but I just don't think it would make sense uh, when you look at the situation with the squad really yeah it's it's one that I can think we can sit on right now it's not, I don't think I'll lose my mind about Patino getting too many minutes too early when he's ready he's ready and when the club deem him to be ready that's I mean if there's one thing that we can't really criticize the club for it's not really seeing those youth players integrated in because Saka and Smith Rowe have done so well. We're bringing the likes of Lukonga, who's still only 21 into the team too, and, and giving him minutes. We give a lot of young players time in, in the first team. So if it's just a case where one has to wait a little bit longer, I think we can probably stomach that for a little bit. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat. Mark says he looks to have so much potential, but we have to remember that he's still very young. We are all saying that we need world-class talent in our team, but then moaning that we are playing the youth. It's a very, very good point. Like We want to see a lot of more kind of upgrades on the players that we've currently got. And yet at the same time, there is the other aspect to the end of the spectrum saying, oh, we need to put more time into the youth. We need to be playing more of these kids. And you can't really. I mean, what top six sides in the Premier League are playing more than two or three 21 and under players in their team? I mean, how many of them are playing six or more 23 and under players in their team like Arsenal are right now? It's, it's not many at all. It's a very youthful side and we're expecting absolutely loads from them. And actually, it's more of Arsenal's experienced players that do need to make a bit of a step up. However, it does not seem to be deterring the side from looking at possible signings of a younger nature as well. And continuing to dominate the, the rumour mill right now is Dutch, soon to be Dutch international, I believe, Noah Lang of Club Bruges in Belgium. He has been linked with yet another move to Arsenal in regards to a £25 million possible offer from Arsenal coming as soon as January. Chris, I know that, again, we've covered this guy a lot. I'm not expecting all of us to be experts on him. But what's interesting about him is the fact that he's more of a goal-scoring, goal-contributing winger, a wide player, though he can play in more of a central area. Do you think that Arsenal have identified an area of weakness in the fact that there are not enough goals coming from the wide areas and are therefore then looking at a player in this mould to add goals to that position? Yeah, potentially. I'm not not majorly surprised that Arsenal are looking at attacking players, whether that's strikers, obviously, who we're being linked with as well, or, or wingers, as you say, like Noah Lang. So, um, you know, it's encouraging because, as you touched on just then, we have been struggling for goals, chance creation. I think it's a, you know, I've done a piece on it yesterday, which went out last night that, you know, over the years, if there was a weak spot within within Arsenal's team, I think we, nine times out of ten we'd be pointing our finger towards the defence, wouldn't we? But uh, that's just how the times have changed now. That looks to be quite quite solid at the moment um, and organised, whereas going forward, there's still a lot of things to improve and a, a few uh, warning signs there for me. Um, you know, there's there's games where we show our full potential going forward, 
as we did against Tottenham a couple of weeks ago. We were we were so exciting and dangerous going forward and um, were lethal in front of goal. But then comes the nil nil draw at Brighton and the the attack wasn't it didn't really create much. It didn't look a real threat throughout the ninety minutes. Um, I think there's been examples of this against Norwich and Burnley as well. I know we we won the game and that's the most important thing, but there is going to be times where a 1-0 win isn't going to edge it. So, um, you know, we've got to be more lethal in front of goal. We've got to create more chances. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's something that Arteta and his coaches, I would imagine, are working on. Um, so... No major surprise. I think we're going to see plenty of more links um, to, to attacking players. Um, is it a potential Willian replacement? You know, obviously we didn't really um, replace him once he left in the summer. Um, Arteta talks about having this balance between youth and sort of more experience in the team. So it is interesting we're targeting another young player. Um, you think, obviously, after the Willian's departure and the reasons that we signed him in the first place of having that 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 experience in the side and in the dressing room would be looking at someone with a bit more experience who is a bit older maybe but um yeah it would seem for now and especially after the uh the summer transfer window that Arteta and Eddie were putting quite a lot of their trust in in youthful talent so we'll have to see how it works out but um if we can get some more creativity in the side in the January transfer window then I'd I'd be quite happy with that do you think the January window, Bailey, is the time that Arsenal should be looking at, at a winger? I mean, we talk a lot about the lack of depth in central midfield. We talk about the issues we're having at striker, and then this link to to a winger crops up. Is is it the right time for Arsenal to be looking at that position? Absolutely not. I think for Arsenal, when I look on the pitch, the winger is one of the last positions I'd want to strengthen at, at this moment of time. I think we have Saka and Smith Rowe who are doing well on their wings, and we have Pepe trying to fight for both of their wings. I think we have a good balance there, and I think bringing Noah Lang. For that much money, it doesn't make sense at this moment of time when we clearly need to strengthen in the central midfield position or the striker position. I think Noah Lang, I've always had my doubts about him. I'm not too sure because I always read when I don't really haven't really watched him, but mm. reading about him, his attitude problems and he's a bit of a maverick player. I don't know if that will suit Arteta. We've seen, of course, with Grandusi and players who like to folk uh, like like to show their opinions. They don't they don't really sit well with Arteta. So how would Noah Lang fit in? And we have Bakai Saka and Smith Rowe at the end of the day, two youngsters. So you would be hindering one of their developments if you bring in another youngster as a winger who you're trying to fight for a place. And I think Pepe is the good backup winger for Smith Rowe Saka right now. And I think that would destroy the balance if Noah Lang was to come in. So no, I don't think we should look for, to bring in a winger in January at all. We've 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 got Gabriel Martinelli as well, who's not getting any game time, and I want to see more of him because we know the talent that he carries, we know the potential that he has, and we know the difference he can make throughout ninety minutes as well. <clears throat> I know he's he's obviously struggled with a few injury problems, he's had a few setbacks, and he's struggled to you know sort of stamp his place in the side. But would bringing another winger in, you know, sort of make sense when Martinelli sat there? You know, such a, a big talent. Um, and who's got a, a big future ahead of him has a lot of potential. Is is just sitting on the bench every week, not and get not getting much much game time. I don't know how he would feel about that if, if if another winger was brought in. So, you know, when I say I'm open to another attacker coming in, if if it is a winger, someone who the club have identified to maybe improve our chance creation, goal scored, then I'd, I'd be happy with that. But it's got to to be a decision that ultimately doesn't have much of an impact on other players in the team, and that will sort of you've got to be pretty sure it's going to make a, a big difference for our season as well. But if there was one place going forward that I would be looking to improve, especially with the uncertainty surrounding Lacazette and Nketiah, then 
it's got to be a striker position for me. Yeah, it's, it is weird to see it being a winger that, that, that keeps cropping up with so many options there for Arsenal. Maybe it has an impact on Pepe's future. Maybe it gives us kind of indication. And as you mentioned there, Chris Martinelli as well, those two players come into question, their futures come into question at the club as to whether we are set with that. Before we go into the, the final section of questions um, as well, and speaking specifically about uh, you guys and your thoughts and feelings, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, Kai Khanat did speak to Pair Mertesacker in his trip to London Colney uh, the other day. Those will be going up on the channel as well as some more insight and info from his time at London Colney. So do make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. There's chats with the likes of Katie McCabe as well from the women's side. So make sure that you are all following the account to get all of that info and more is to come from the interviews over on football.london as well. Uh, let's jump into the chat for a few minutes just to answer some questions uh, specifically. Let's scroll up a little bit. Uh, Alex says, would you swap Reese Nelson for Feyenoord teammate Luis Sinistera? Uh, I mean, I don't know loads about the Colombian. I know he's a left winging right footed kind of inverted winger style player I don't know loads from just looking up briefly he's got three goals two assists in seven or eight games I don't know anything about him Alex so again you're throwing in names but uh, we, we we are not the most in-depth insightful on final to young wingers what we do know is that Reese Nelson isn't really getting any minutes whatsoever at final so far there were some issues with his fitness he did play in a friendly the other day maybe he'll get a chance after the international break but it's not going all that well for him at the moment um let's go to well i suppose alex is throwing another question uh bailey is arteta too much of a slave to positional play do you think that trusting his players with some freedom might open the floodgates no, I think this season he's actually uh, uh, changed that a little bit. We see Tierney now is playing more of a left winger rather than a left back. He's up and down the wing. We see Smith Rowe has gone to left wing and comes in a lot. I think against Tottenham that worked perfectly where we had a bit more fluidity in the attack. And you saw with the goals and our counter attacking goals, Arteta has definitely started to change it up a little bit. We've changed formations a couple of times. We've had five at the back, we've had the 4 3 3, and we've had a 4 2 3 1. So I think that definitely does help because keeping one system doesn't always work. But as you said, as I said, Arteta's been chasing it up a little bit. And I like Smith-Rowe and Spurdegaard in the same team. I think that really adds to the fluidity of the attack and the creativity. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I feel, Mark says, that we are sorted for wingers with Saka and Smith-Rowe and back up as Pepe and Martinelli. No need to go there just yet. CDM and central midfield is where we should be looking in January and we need experience there. Chris, what do you make of Mark's comment? Yeah, completely agree with that, really. Um, like I said a moment ago, I think if a winger was brought in, I think it would have to be an exceptional talent who the club are very confident is going to make a big impact and have a big difference uh, on our on our season and moving forward in the future as well. But um, yeah, as, as Mark said there, a defensive midfielder, another central midfielder is is um, a position that should be very high up on the list of, of areas to improve. We know, obviously, we've been talking about a lot about a couple of players who are potentially going to the Africa Cup of Nations. Granite Jacques is out for three months. Um, we're, we're already fairly short on numbers in this in this position. So if we can get a potential deal over the line in January, then, um, then yeah, that, let's, let's absolutely go for that. I think it's really important we, we strengthen in that area. Um, so, yeah, I uh, can't disagree with that at all, really. Um, I think... Uh, the only other position I said would be would be the striker um, position because obviously there's a, 
this whole uncertainty surrounding Lacazette and, and Ketia. So um, I think central midfield will probably be the club's focus come January, but we can't obviously rule out movement up front as well because, you know, it depends on what happens with, with the, uh, Lacazette and Ketia's contracts. You know, if they don't renew, if offers come in for them as well, if Arsenal are in a position where they could potentially get a bit of money for them instead of losing them on a free, then that will be something they look at. But um, certainly central midfield should be should probably be priority at the moment. Uh, Bailey Schrodinger's cat's flap says, uh, is Smith Rowe overrated? <laughs> great, what name. Name. great YouTube. What name. Name. <laughs> what <a name>. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not, though. Absolutely not. I think... He answers all of his critics. There was even t- there was even a time where it looked like his career was taking a dip. He went out on loan, came back, and was even better than he was before that he showed in Europa League under United Emery. I think his potential is the ceiling's so high for him, and he's showing that he's showing his qualities. I think I had a little bit of doubt about him before the North London derby, but he just made me realise how much of a good player he actually is, and he's not overrated at all. Come on, man, not at all. I do tend to agree. People talk about Saka being overrated. Like they're kids. They're just kids. They're 20, 21 years of age. How can they be overrated already? It's crazy. Uh, OG says, Chris, how come we can trust Arteta yet? Uh, he's shown nothing to validate us giving him our trust yet. We throw stones at Henri's truth. It's his opinion whether timing is odd or not. We, he spoke no lies. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I said it when I touched on the uh, the question earlier that you put to me, Tom, around Henri's quotes. That I, uh, he's he Henri, he's a former Arsenal player who's done a lot for this club. He's a legend. He he um, he loves the club. Club. He cares about the club. And just like us, he's a fan of Arsenal. He wants what's best for for us, obviously, and he wants to see us doing well. But um, you know, I think it has been a, a you know a, a, it's been difficult so far this season and especially that start was far from ideal a lot of people calling um, for Arteta to to get the sack understandably so I, I was one of the, them that was leaning towards that I think I was in a situation where let's just see how the next couple of games go and if there isn't any improvements against the likes of, of Norwich and Burnley for example then yeah that's uh, a massive concern but um it's like I said. I think Arteta does deserve credit. He's just well, he's just one manager of the month for crying out loud. Like <laughs> you want you want Arteta yeah. to do well. You want you want Arsenal to change for you know change the fortunes in form and and start winning games, playing better football. And that has happened over the last few weeks. We you can't disagree with that. And like I said, that is only backed up by Arteta's nomination um, for for manager of the month. It highlights the, the good work that himself, his coaches, and the players have have done over the last few months but as I said earlier as well it, it it doesn't you know it doesn't mean Arsenal are out the woods just yet there's a lot of work still to do you know we saw some improved performances against the, Nor- the likes of Norwich Burnley and especially against Tottenham probably the best game so far this season mm-hmm. best performance in a long long time you know we played some good football we looked dangerous on the attack we were solid defensively for the most part and then we go into that game against Brighton and it just looks the complete opposite um, obviously, the defence was relatively strong, but going forward, there was no that none of that exciting flair, that you know, creating chances, looking dangerous in front of goal. We never really looked like looking like scoring, to be honest. So we need to find that consistency, you know. We, we, and if if we want to, like I said earlier, compete against the top teams, get a lot of wins under our belt this this season, climb the table, we've got to win games like that. And for me, we're still showing. Well, that Brighton game still shows me that there's a little bit of inconsistency there. 
But as I said, you know, going into these games against uh, Crystal Palace and Aston Villa at home, great opportunities for us to return to win and ways and uh, for Arteta to make another big statement. Um, obviously, he'll be hoping for for six points um, in, in combination of both games and then um, we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, I, I just, you know, we can't sit here and not say that Arteta doesn't deserve credit. The players don't deserve credit for changing things around a little bit over the last few weeks. He's just one manager of the month. I'm not saying he's going to be the answer to our problems. I'm not saying he deserves to stay the whole season. It depends on the next few results as well. I still don't think he's out of the woods just yet. But it wouldn't be right for me to sit here and and criticise him when things have improved over the last few weeks. So we'll see what, what the future holds and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I think it's certainly out of context to say that there's been no evidence at all. I mean, as you say, Chris, he's just one manager of the month. Uh, we've won three of our fast four and, and not lost in any in those time. And I think we've seen improvement. And if you include the Wimbledon game as well, that's four out of, of five uh, that we've won too. And we're on a good path. And I think, yeah, sure. I don't think Henri said anything necessarily wrong with his comments. It was just odd that the timing and the, the context, the takeover sort of things just kind of marry that quite well. Um, um, in regards to where we're going to leave it, we are going to leave it there. Um, there is more content coming for you, as I say, this afternoon. Arteta's press conference, despite our game being on Monday, so it's quite odd being the press conference on Thursday, but the press conference will be out today, which means you'll be able to watch the press conference on the channel as per. So make sure you're subscribed to the Arsenal Way to be able to watch that back. We'll also have plenty more comments and content, rather, as we've already mentioned from Kaya's trip to London Colony. We have conversations with Pear Matazaka, Kate McCabe, and lots more uh, from Stats Analysis and his own involvement in, an, in a training session, which I, for one, can't wait to see Kaya put through his paces personally. So I do look forward to seeing and watching that back. If you have enjoyed today's show, please do make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the Arsenal Way if you haven't done so already. I'd like to take a second to thank my guest, Bailey. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, guys. No worries. Chris, thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, mate. Pleasure as always. Enjoyed it. Good stuff. Please do, as we say, drop a like and subscribe if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And most importantly, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,